following is an exclusive Disruption Network production. Welcome to Microdose Monday again. Uh, I'm your host, Tucker Rosemeyer, and today we have a very special guest, Mario Garnier, uh, live from Mexico City. How are you today, brother? Uh, excellent. Great and honored to be part of your podcast, brother. I'm so excited. We have Z, who runs Disruption Network, so this is his facility, So, and he's been so gracious to allow me to uh, start this podcast on here, this Microdose Monday, but today we have a very special guest. It's going to be a segment about Bufo Alvarius, the Sonoran Desert Toad Bufo. Mario, give me a little... Uh, the voice of the magic man on there about the Sonoran Desert Toad. What is the Sonoran Desert Toad? Can you tell us what it is? Well, that question I've been trying to answer since the beginning. Um, it's a carrier of a substance that uh, you can put in your brain and will give you access to... Uh, advanced functions of your brain. So the Sonoran Desert Toad, it's the, it's a carrier for the 5-MeO-DMT and some other substance. To, I've heard you refer to it as a biotechnology before. How is it, a, what is a biotechnology? Well, technology, it's something that expands your capacities, right? So that molecule, what it does to your brain is that allows you to access to advanced, uh, advanced functions of your brain, which allows you to perceive more of reality. So it's a technology that allows you to absorb more of the reality. So the way I like to put it is like this. Um, if you do not have a nose, but there's some smells in the kitchen, doesn't mean that the smell does not exist. It's that you are not prepared to absorb that part of reality. So what this um, <laughs> technology, good. you know, uh, allows you is to perceive more of the reality. So imagine it's like bringing more senses to your brain it's, uh, that allows you to absorb more of what is surrounding you. So that toad, in, its, in his secretion, has, um, has that, that substance that has a molecule, a hormone, that if you put it in your brain, it's going to give you that functionalities. So the way we would get it to our brain would be through uh, vaporizing it or smoking it. So the, so for viewers that are new to this whole thing, I'm just going to give them a quick uh, snapshot. There's a toad that lives in the Sonoran Desert. The Sonoran Desert goes from central, northern Mexico, all the way up into Colorado and to California. That there's this specific toad called Encilius Al Alvarius or Bufo Alvarius. Am I correct on that? 
Mario is the Latin, yes. the Latin term. Okay, so Terrence McKenna would be proud. So we have Bufalo Alvarius, the Sonoran Desert Toad. And what it has uh, in its tryptamine cocktail of its secretion, some people call it a venom. Some people call it a secretion. Some people refer to it as medicine. Uh, <laughs> and Mario and I have had this uh, talk on four other podcasts where is it a medicine, is it a tool? We're going to save that for another day. So this is the secretion of the Sonoran Desert Toad called Bufalo Alvarius. And in 1980, there was a gentleman, uh, his alias name was Albert Most, and he wrote the pamphlet called The Sonoran Desert Toad, uh, Buffalo Alvarez, the, the, the Colorado River Toad, or something like that. This was the first man uh, in the world, in our current uh, area, to have smoked this toad. We're getting a little uh, background music. Are you getting that, Z, or no? Yeah, I definitely... Is that on our end or is that on his end? Uh, I think it's on his end. Okay, so the Sonoran Desert Toad. This guy uh, squeezed the glands and it went onto his cigarette and he experienced what he described as God, right? This is where the God molecule comes in. What what, what happens, you know, what, what do you think happened to Albert Most, Mario, when he squeezed the secretion onto his cigarette? What would you think, what would you say happened to him? Well, I have had the opportunity to speak with one of his friends. And, well, I'm going to have to disagree again, brother. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it begins. <laughs> yeah, well... It's, um, yeah, it's a pamphlet. He's the one who wrote it, right? Yeah. But Victorio Spammer in the 50s, 1953, he was the one who reported it for the first time. So, Avermost, uh, the story is that he basically read the, the scientific paper that Victorio Spammer wrote, and he went to desert to find it so claiming that he was the first one who put it into a pipe i don't know so so you're saying victorio he was the one that first synthesized and discovered 5-meo-dmt is that what you're saying or or did he discover the sonoran desert toad no well the story is is this uh, in 1952 victorio spammer he was a scientist from italy and he was working with serotonin and he was looking for the um, functionalities of the brain, so the brain mechanics. So he was looking for bufotnin, that it's in, in almost every amphibian, right? So every toad has bufotnin. So he brought a lot of toads, uh, like bufo marinos, bufo alvarius, and suddenly he find that he found out that the um, Sonoran Desert Toad has 5-MeO-DMT on it. Okay. But the first people who synthesized it, which means that it, it was created in the lab, 5-MeO-DMT was created in the lab. It happened in Japan in Japan in, 19, in 1932 by Toshio Hoshino and Kenya Shimodaira. I, I don't speak Japanese, but I hope I'm saying good the name. I should have so, really gave... I mean, let me just cut you off quick. Z, I should have told you that Mario Garnier 
is one of the most recognized figures in the world when it comes to Buffalo Alvarez. That we are so uh, humbled to have this man, who the founder of the World Buffalo Alvarez Congress. He's one of the pioneers in the movement. And 50 years from now, th- they're going to have a statue of this guy uh, somewhere in Mexico. Uh, <laughs> and he happens to be a friend of mine, so I'm very lucky to get this podcast because c- the knowledge is, you could just sense the knowledge dripping out of him. And I've always wanted to, like, you know, he's I've assisted him on podcasts before, and I've always wanted to be the one that, that can pull the questions on Mario. So as he's telling the story about the Japanese and how, you know, we, the, the last time Mario and I had, I, I had a podcast, I said, let's go back to the beginning. How did this all start? Remember, Mario, I said, let's go back. So I think we're doing a great job of that right now is like, uh, so he's talking about uh, the synthesis, synthesizing 5-MeO-DMT in Japan. So go, go ahead, Mario. I just wanted to uh, bring everybody up to speed on that. Well, if you want if you, if you to go to the very, very beginning, then we have to go back to 1496, where the first, the first letter to the king of Spain was sent from a guy that was called uh, Fray Ramon Pané. He was a monk from Spain, and he sent the first letter to the king saying that in La Española, which is an island that we know today as Haiti, he said to the, to the king, okay, the indigenous people here, they have snuff. He was talking about Yopo, that gives you the power of a divination. So mm. we need the first person who found 5-MeO-DMT in the toad was Vittorio Erspammer, but 5-MeO-DMT from the plant was uh, Fray Ramon Pané. Oh, well, the, the, the very beginning, it's Fray Ramon Pané. So, right? Z, let me, just, let, me, let me just give him a quick... Yopo is a plant. It's got these seeds, and they call them Yopo seeds. And within the seeds contains almost like the same... Uh, that's in the venom of this of this Sonoran Desert Toad. That, this is, that the, the indigenous people were already using 5-MeO-DMT and bufotinine from the Yopo seed, and it's a ground snuff, and like rapé, it's blown up the nose as as well. I've done it. I've done a Yopo ceremony. I'm sure Mario has as well. Um, not much happened to me during it, honestly. I don't know that. Maybe I didn't get it right or whatever, but it wasn't it wasn't a a, a toad ceremony. But go ahead and continue, brother. With the Yopo. Well, so the story begins with that, but then. Um... Then through the years, like uh, people who were coming to America started reporting. Alexander von Humboldt made a tutorial in the 1980s how to use the Yopo seeds. And, but then you go to uh, 1930s with, with the people in Japan where they, they synthesize it in a lab. And then you go to but the first moment of the, of the toes that is recognized in the books it's in the 50s with this guy that is called Vittorio Spammer. So then you go to the pamphlet in the 80s, but 
I don't know, bro. I think it all started. I mean, didn't it, I mean we we're gonna give credit to the Gringle here, where basically after Albert Most with the pamphlet is when it all all started to happen. There was the the Church of the Toad, right? What was that all about? They they made a religion. Uh, they they made it a religion so they could use this legally. Was was the idea behind it, right? Yes. Yes. They they made a, the the Church of Toad of Light, but uh, I had the feeling that. This guy is, and it's just a feeling because I spoke with his friend. I have the feeling that he understood that this thing has to be, you know, keep secret, sacred, and covered. So that's why afterwards he started with the church and all that stuff. He trying to wipe everything out afterwards. So, but it's just something that I am guessing. So. But the, the, the real explosion of this molecule, to be honest, to me, in my, in my calculations, would be when uh, Octavio goes to the Burning Man and he starts spreading the, the Octavio Reddick, he starts spreading the molecule in, in, the, in the Burning Man. And I think that's when this really exploded. This thing really exploded. So, Z, let me give you a little uh, cap. Octavio Redding is a, a Mexican doctor. What, what, what type of doctor was he, Mario? Do you remember? Was was he a gynecologist yeah, or was that Dr. Jerry? No, he's just a regular doctor. So he was a, he, he, was a, a regu- he was a regular doctor, but he had uh, a, a crack addiction is what happened. And he used uh, this toad medicine from the Buffalo Various to cure his crack addiction. And basically, I would say he's probably one of the most well-known figures in Buffalo Various. Um, you know... He's he, he's a cowboy for sure. That uh, some of his techniques are controversial to say the least. Uh, a friend of Mario's, Mario knows him well. Uh, that he's a good person on the inside. That we all have these uh, shadow capacities, uh, and 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 they play out in different in different ways. So we're not going to say anything bad about Octavio at all because he's done a lot for this movement. Uh, you know that he there's there's a movie there's a documentary called uh, Buffo Alvarius uh, where he's one of the main uh, people in that documentary, I thought it was done really well. Stanislav Groff, who's a well-known uh, psychonaut, uh, psychotherapist, who's also in that documentary. So that's something uh, that people want to see. And uh, my friend Mario uh, produced and directed a documentary, Searching for Buffo Alvarius. Right, Mario? Is that still in production? Or uh, where can they find uh, Searching for Buffo Alvarius? Well, you can, you can find it in YouTube. You can just play a push look put on looking for Buffo Alvarez. But the problem with that documentary is that when I started asking the questions, there was nobody in this planet that was able to answer the questions. So that documentary brought me into a position that I started to do research because really I was I was knocking the door of the universities the doctors even the people from the, from the desert and there were nobody so it took me a lot to figure it out so i made a i made a big effort to try to put put it together so it's a 45 minute piece that you can find under the name of looking for buffalo various on youtube and it's a humble 
uh, effort to explain the ineffable experience of getting in touch with the 5-MeO-DMT and the Bufo-Alvary secretion. So, Z, uh, Mario hosted a Bufo camp uh, in Mexico. Uh, in Tor- in, are we giving out the location or no? So Bufo Camp was a, was a week-long, it's a plant medicine retreat, like many plant medicine retreats. This one is focused on using the secretion of the toad. And uh, that's where I went last month uh, and, and, and did the week in the, in the desert with Mario and a bunch of other uh, facilitators, people from all over the world, Argentina, from Mexico, from the United States. Uh, working with this, uh, it was a men's retreat, and a lot of vulnerability went on there, and a lot of connections were made. Uh, you know, like these retreats, it, it's it's hard because it each one, you know, you leave a piece of yourself with each person that you meet there, that they have a piece of your heart. It's like when you go to say goodbye to these people on the retreat, when I see Mario now, it's like my heart explodes because I went through these processes with him. It's like we were in war together in combat, spiritual warfare, where we're, we're fighting uh, our own selves. We're fighting entities uh, around us just trying to be better people. And that's what this is all about, this whole healing movement that Mario donate so much of his time so much of his effort just to bring clarity to he'll tell you he'll be the first one to tell you don't smoke the toad don't do it unless you feel called right yes (laughs) well the thing is that we need to understand that when you open that pandora's box you're gonna start a process and you need to be prepared when the people ask me, how do I prepare myself to get in contact with the toad secretion, with the medicine, with the tool, with the molecule, however we want to call it, I will just say, you're not prepared. Nobody is prepared for that. And there's nothing you can do to be prepared for that. So my only recommendation is be prepared for the afterwards. You may need aftercare. You're going to need support from from people that has been through the experience, you're gonna be needing a support group, maybe a therapist, maybe not. But the thing is that you need to have a plan. And in order to to make it more functional or beneficial, this experience, we need to insert that uh, intake into a mental health protocol because this is the wild west these days everything is happening everybody's doing what they think it's right the people uh, present a lot of pathologies afterwards taking these uh, substances uh, and to be honest it's maybe the best thing that a human can experience but can also become a nightmare just like everything it's a medicine or it's a poison. It depends on how you use it, right? But anyway, I would say that that's the most beautiful, beneficial power experience that a human being can have in, in, this, in, in his lifetime. I want to get personal for a second because you take this toad, this toad movement very seriously. You've basically devoted your life to it. Uh, what did it for you? What made you, you know, like when you experienced the toad, what made you want to give so much uh, to, to this movement, to this transparency, to clarity? What, what motivates you, Mario, uh, to keep going in this toad movement? 
basically the love for humanity i understood that we are all one and i understand that this can change the world or also i mean for the good or for the bad so my only motivation these days is to give clues to the people educate the people to decide if this is good uh, uh, if this is a good um, way to proceed for them because to me what this tool does it's to expand consciousness right so the beautiful part of this is that this particular experience is gonna give you awareness of what is good on and what is bad for you but it will not force you to anyone it will it will always respect the free will so to me it's a perfect tool because if you will be able to drink something or smoke something that will gonna make you a better human being that will be violating the free will right and this is just the opportunity to be aware to expand your consciousness and that's the way the universe works so this is a tool that will make any human more conscious but will always respect the decision of that person and that's why i love it so much can i ask you a question is, is about uh obviously this is the, the podcast is called microdose monday so we talk about psilocybin we're talking about uh ayahuasca we've talked about iboga now we're talking about uh alvarius is there a way to microdose uh with alvarius well you can microdose what i'm not really sure if if you're gonna feel the effect because you are under the effects of 5-MeO-DMT sometimes right so the enzyme that degrades it in your brain it's bringing the sorry there's a helicopter crossing over <laughs> You have that in Mexico so City to... once in a while. Yes. So, when I'm, um, I got distracted by the helicopter. I'm sorry. So the five so, meo, can we microdose with it? What would, what is a microdose? I mean, so obviously, n not in a. There's no way to take the toad in a subperceptual way, like a true microdose compared to psilocybin. So what when we refer to a microdose of the toad, basically, say uh, for for weights and measures, a regular dose, an average dose for the toad would be 35 milligrams. So with a microdose, uh, we're talking five milligrams. Can can five milligrams of, of toad secretion, what could it do for a person if they're working with five milligrams? It depends on the atomic flakes. Because uh, the second uh, paper that was published by Victorio Erspammer was saying that every flake of the toad secretion has different amounts of 5-MeO-DMT. So that's why you can receive uh, what we call the atomic flakes, that you will definitely perceive it more 
or it can be just be a flake uh, that that doesn't have too much amounts of 5-MeO-DMT. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's why it's kind of difficult to, to work, like to create a protocol of, of microdosing with that. Because if you're working with synthetic, that's something that you can do. You know exactly how much of 5-MeO-DMT are you serving yourself. But the thing is that in the toad secretion, it's a cocktail that has 5-MeO-DMT and another important alkaloids and molecules attached to it. That's good in a way and bad in a way. Good because it gives the universe the opportunity to serve you exactly what you need, right? But uh, you will not be able to, to measure because if you measure 5 milligrams of uh, toad secretion, you don't know really how much of 5 MeOD MTR yeah, you get. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that's definitely one of the issues. Yeah. So, well, would you microdose it? Yes, you can. I have the feeling that you will eventually get some benefit from it. I bet. But I, I mean, I cannot prove it. It's just my guts. It's just my feelings. Well, right? so this, this is considered the strongest psychedelic in the world. If, if we're going to call it a psychedelic just for argument's sake, this would be considered the strongest psychedelic in the world. It's fast-acting. It's a short-acting psychedelic. So people would say, well, what would be the benefit of taking it in small amounts? Uh, and that remains to be seen because you'll have a lot of facilitators, people that are in this toad movement, will be like, serve yourself? What? They're going to be losing their shit over hearing... Uh, you know, talking about, uh, you know, because people don't want people to be serving the toad to themselves because it could bring on such a strong process. However, if you develop a relationship with the medicine, if you're tutored or if you're mentored, if you're around uh, and, and, th and that's a path you want to take, then it's potentially doable. You know, for me, uh, microdosing with the toad, I've done it. Um, but honestly, I'm going to say I prefer psilocybin to microdose with. That I think that uh, that that psilocybin, I think it could work hand in hand with the toad. But I think the toad is more of a macrodose. So we may have to call this podcast Macrodose Monday because we're talking about before all various, right? Yeah. How was the, Mario, how was the last Bufo camp? Uh, because I missed it. I was there at the beginning of the month. You just did another Bufo camp. Uh, how did it How did it go? I'd, I'd just love to hear quickly uh, uh, what, what was different about this one than the previous ones, and, and, and how did it go for you? Well, every human con configuration is different, and every conjunction of souls... I would say it's like the alchemy or, or you, you taught me that, that if you combine the ingredients, you can really have different uh, experiences. And it was beautiful. It was powerful. Uh, I would say that uh, we opened the door for a few more experiences. We had a, a drum circle more organized. Not like the one we had when you were there. We had a well, sandstorm. Well, we were having storm. a thunderstorm. Yeah, we were having a thunderstorm in the desert. It was crazy. <laughs> it was good. I have it yes. on tape. I have that all on tape, too. So. And I would say another addition that we did 
uh, some of the um, events or the things that we do in the camp, it's that on, on the last day, we go out of the camp, we go into, the, into a mountain, we go through an, uh, an old mine, and we go into the gods of the mountain. We go really deep in the mountain, and then what we do is that we do meditation there. So we had a, a, a ceremony calling the spirit of the mountain, and we did a breath work inside of the mountain. And it was a very, very powerful experience. We had a walk in, in, in complete darkness, and we stayed there for a couple of hours, and suddenly the effects of the 5-MeO-DMT that we produce as humans starting to activate. So we had visions inside the, the, the cave. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something. And, you know, Z... This is what this is what's going on in this in this healing community that people that men are coming together and they're doing this work. We're doing this work for trauma. We're doing this work for addiction, for mental health, uh, for love. You know, because we're not not everybody. You know, like after a point, it's like you know, we don't identify as victims anymore. You know that we that we take our power back and through the use of these these substances, like when you smoke the Sonoran Desert Toad secretion. You're conquering fear because you don't know what's going to happen. This is the strongest uh, experience that a living person can happen. This is basically what I compare it to as a near-death experience, that when you take a full dose of this, uh, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. That I've seen people, after one dose of this, they're, uh, they, they stop using heroin. That all of these things could happen. That, uh, you know, addictions crumble. Like, uh, relationships, they can crumble or they can come back because you're a new person. You potentially, if you want this to work for you that way, that this can really be a tool to facilitate some major change in your life. And that's, uh, you know, I met Mario in 2019. Uh, and we've become uh, really close good friends i look at him like a brother uh, i want to thank him for coming on and sharing uh, all of his knowledge taking his time i look forward to seeing you again brother uh, i know that you're a busy man and that uh, you got a family and a, and a, and a very strong woman uh, that supports you so i want to send uh, my love to her and to all the family and to mexico i miss you so much i can't wait to see you again uh, so anything else that you want to send out on this podcast, this microdose, macrodose Monday, about the toad, about anything that's going on. We got the Bufo, a World Bufo Congress that's going to be happening in Spain that you're that you're that you're heading up. Uh, what else? What else can you tell us uh, on, a, on a goodbye note, Mario? I will use the final time of this generous invitation that you made that you made to me to make the people remember that we need to be responsible of our. Um, our own process the final message would be there's nothing there's nobody in the world no doesn't matter how strong curious exotic are your shaman or the people that it's going to serve you that you have to do the work and with these substances what you do is you dig in yourself. And there's no one in this world that can do that for you. So 
don't make the mistake of thinking that paying to somebody to fix that stuff you're gonna have to be humble enough to call your mother to forgive your brother to maybe be humble enough to to ask for forgiveness for the people that has been in the past uh, that you had problems in the past and there's nothing that you can there's nobody that can do the work for you that that's that's the only final message that I want. That's the to message that to continue to do your work uh, and use these. You know, we're not recommending anything. We're we're, we're just speaking from experience about how, one of the paths that we took to do our healing. So, brother, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bid you farewell. I'm gonna thank you for uh, showing up, doing this uh, podcast with us, uh, and uh, I wish you well. And I'll talk to you very soon. Much love. Thank you, brother. I love you. <laughs>